Hey everybody, it's Joe and the Method back for day four, identity. You know, this is the step in the method that's right in the middle. It's the one that holds everything together. It's where we make this big transition, this big pivot. You know, building up from uh, biology, beliefs, and convictions, we were discovering who we were and recognizing the power we have in forming the foundation of who we are. Moving on past, though, from vision, purpose, and personal pitch, it's where we start to take action and manifest that in the real world. And like I said from the beginning, all this talk about feelings and beliefs and identity, it isn't a bunch of hippie shit. It's about manifesting in real time the career, the life we want. You know, looking at biology, though, it was about recognizing how we're built, our natural biological strengths, and building out on those a career and a real life so that we just might be that much more successful. Of course, it was also about learning to engage how we're naturally built because I said if we did that, I do believe you're going to find that you go to bed at night feeling that much more fulfilled. With beliefs, it's about forming our worldview. Recognizing, though, of course, that when we adopt beliefs into our mindset, it doesn't just affect how we look at the world. It affects what we expect in return. Now, convictions, though, that was the big one. It's about taking those beliefs and placing them in our heart. Because our convictions, they're those things that guide us in our decisions, both big and small. And now that we get to identity, they play an even bigger role. You see, some people think identity actually exists. It's there present in our physical mind. I don't necessarily buy that, though. I think our identity isn't something that we hold on to other than a hope of who it is we hope we become. I think that if you really want to know who you are, look back in time. Look past the last hour, the last day, the last week, month, and year only by bundling up any given amount of time and looking at how we actually behave, how we actually perform. How did we treat people? You see, that tells you everything you need to know. As far as this identity of who we want to become, that's where the convictions come into play. They serve as that standard, that point of reference. Whether they're principles, ideologies, or ethics, our convictions form that model for who it is we hope we become. Our identity in real time, though, is how we actually engaged with the people around us and the world that we live in. Now, this is important because for most of us, the problems come in when we didn't measure up to who we hoped we would be. We didn't live up to those convictions that drive us. We fell short or we abandoned them altogether. And it's that lack of symmetry that causes the pain. Now, what to do about it? Sometimes it's tough because we may still be looking at the fact that we fell short and when it comes to comparing ourselves to those people we admire and look up to, things get even worse. But that's the point. You know, for me, I remember being 23. This was a big point in my life because at this point I was working for my family. I had stopped going to school, I was a little unhappy with things, and I was working at the cash register at a McDonald's. And I would have people my age come in, and obviously at 22 and 23, 
most of them had already graduated from school and they were taking the first steps in living their real lives with a real career. Well, this is where the dissonance came into play. I had hoped I'd be successful too, and to some extent I was working with the family, the business was doing well, but to sit across or stand across from these people, taking their lunch order, as they were there with their buddies all uh, coming from a, a real job in the real world, that's when things hit me the most. I was pretty unhappy. My life didn't and wasn't playing out like I had hoped it would. And so the dissonance set in. Yet, there's things I could have done. I could have made changes. But this is what I realized about making changes that affect your identity. Sometimes you get so entrenched in living a certain way that even though making a big change would get you happier, you'd have to first admit that you were wrong and that to make this change or evolution, you weren't living the life that you actually wanted to be. And so that's where it is many times. I've seen this with me and I've seen it with many, many, many people in my life. You become a defender of the, the life you hate the most. You become your own guard in the prison that you keep yourself in. And sometimes you find yourself saying things that are ludicrous. Because if someone from the outside were to look at you, or to even say something, even if it was to offer a helping hand, you have to defend, you feel, the life you live. Because what's the alternative? You have to defend the man or woman you've become, because to do otherwise would mean that you likely have to start over at some point. Whether it's, you know, uh, leaving a marriage, unfortunately, quitting a job, or like for me, a prison sentence of seven years to go back to school in 2010 and finally graduate from law school in 2017. Seven years for me, for someone who loathes school. That's a hell of a long time. But, you know, it's possible. Anything's possible. And this is the one thing that I would say is it's a two-pronged approach. Either one, you need to make different behaviors because you know that they're not in line with the convictions in the model version of yourself that you want to become. Or the second thing is, and this is why we went through beliefs, is you need to really question the convictions that drive you. Many times we're born with these principles and morals and ideologies handed to us by culture, by family, by religion, by, by school. And many times we don't like who we are. We believe we're failures or somehow just not quite on track with our identity and our actions because they don't match up with the convictions that drive us. But it might just be the convictions that are wrong. And that is a big deal. You know, and to work backwards, a conviction is nothing more than a firmly held belief, one we've taken from our mind and placed in our heart, but then going back up in reverse, a belief is nothing more than an idea or opinion that we have chosen to accept. And we've done that either because of testimony, someone told us either in authority or of close to us that it was correct, coherent, somewhere along the lines, we just adopted an idea or opinion as a belief because it made sense with everything else we've known. And of course, it may have seemed fundamental. It may have seemed like the right and only thing at the time. But this is why you need to know what a belief is 
so you can question the, fa- the foundation of convictions that you stand on. But really, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is a personal choice. But sometimes it's haunting. But if you look back at what I said with change versus growth, you don't need to change. And this is the hardest part. Because sometimes when you want to grow and you want to form your identity with a different set of convictions, you're left with this, this wealth of time that you may have been living as someone that you didn't want to be. Or you may have actually realized that the convictions that guided you and the person you wanted to be weren't the right ones to begin with. And so what do you do? You can't start over in life. You can't erase what you've done or who you've become you can move forward. This is why I said, do not try to change because you will lose out on this perspective, this wealth of knowledge that comes with you. That is your asset. That is your value. That is your gold. And the biggest lesson that I ever got, the best gift I got, came from a woman who I loved deeply. She knew me well to the core. And she said, you know what, Joe? Relax. Some people just take time, but that time now gives you your strength, the perspective that guides you. Some people are just, Angie referred to me as a a slow-cooked man. I needed time to simmer, but that now, now I'm going to have so much more to offer because I did. And in the end, that may just be you too. So no guilt, no shame, just recognition, love, in a firm decision to move forward.